everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to ask Veronica some questions. And, of course, we have our little pet updates at the beginning of the show every week. And you'll all be very pleased to know that Guinness continues, knock on wood, to be doing excellently. Um, I've added the beef collagen to his diet and also to little Miss Marple's diet, who has some disc issues in her back. Guinness has not shown any um, reaction to that yet, but I do know that little Miss Marple is now, she's been on this collagen for about a week, and she's a tiny little thing, So, but she never used to get up very much because they said she has some disc problems in her back, and it's painful. And, of course, they gave me morphine to give her, um, like a, you know, and I gave it to her once, and she was goofy for like two days. So... I did. I stopped giving her the morphine stuff, and I've been giving her crocosamine and chondroitin. But someone told me that collagen might be the way to go, so I ordered some. And lo and behold, she's being more active. She's getting up. She's walking around. Um, she even tried to play a little bit the other day. And so I'm thinking that the beef collagen tabs that I'm grinding into her food um, is helping her. Now Guinness is a lot bigger. She's about when I got her, she was four pounds, but now she's seven pounds, which is a good good weight for her. And Guinness, he's about 22 to 24 pounds, so he's a bit bigger than her. And I don't notice any difference yet, but I do notice it with Marple. So I thought I would share all that with you, that if you have a dog with arthritis, it might be a good idea to try the collagen. I saw it on a website somewhere that it was a good thing to do, and so I thought, well, you know, may as well try it. So she's doing good too. She's starting to play, which is such a joy to my heart to see her play. So everyone else is good. We've had a lot of rain out here in California. Never fun. The tortoises are all furious because we have like little caves made for them that are heated. And they don't want to come out of there. So I'm having to shove food into their little cubby hole things because they will not come out. They don't like rain. They don't like cold weather. And I think it's also a mobility issue. They need the heat to be able to operate and walk around. And without sun here, it's been like 50 degrees, and then it goes down to about 40 at night. So it's really hard for them to be ambulatory um, in this kind of weather. And if looks could kill, <laughs> I'd be dead right now because I'm getting dirty looks right and left. It's like, give, give us the lettuce and get out, lady. You're not fixing the weather. So I'm hoping, <laughs> excuse me, in the next uh, couple of weeks that the weather coldness, which is not typical for Los Angeles, um, will subside and we'll get back up to the 70-degree weather, which will make it better for the tortoises. And, of course, Houdini is not allowed to go out in this cold weather because he's, he's tiny. He's about the size of a small football. And so I don't let him go out. The other guys are big, so I don't let him go out. And, of course, TB, Herman, and Lucky, they're about the size of a golf ball right now, so obviously they're not going that either. So that is my update. Um, it's all positive, all good, and I'm really hoping this will kick in for Guinness. Um, he's also I'm still taking that Extend stuff, which has helped him. I have seen the difference. So I'm adding the collagen, and hopefully that will be the thing that will you know, push us into a better place. He is going up and down that one step now like it's nothing, where before he would stand there and cry because he couldn't get up it. 
I had to help him get up and I had to help him get down or else he would cry. Not crying anymore. He's like, excuse me, lady, I got to get out. And he just goes right past me. So that makes my heart happy. So anyway, Tony, how is your brood over there? Well, everyone is doing good. Um, yeah, we've got about four inches of snow right now. And, um, you know, the kids love running and playing in the snow. Not for a long period of time, but it is a novelty for them. So we're all doing good. Oh, great. Well, I'm going to go get Veronica, and you can talk to our lovely listeners to this day. So hang on. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Um... You know, as always, we have some great questions. And um, reminding you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? <coughs> mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Um, our first question is coming from Michael. Is the human race evolving spiritually as a species? It seems as though we are going backwards. Well, you have to remember that any time you clean up a mess or any time you clean a very dirty room, it takes a while to get everything cleaned up. The human race always is attempting to evolve spiritually. It is the focus of each individual energy to evolve. And the evolution comes in various ways because everybody's different. We would say that there has been a lot over the centuries and eons where there are things that need to be cleaned up. That energy maybe gets off track or energy goes down a darker path and it needs to clean up a little bit. That kind of gets in the way of the spiritual evolution of each individual. So as a species, it's a little bit difficult for the human race to say, hey, I'm, you know, completely evolved. It's a much easier task done individually. But we do say there is hope for the human race and the species that time goes by. The the human body has gotten stronger. So we would say just give it a little time. Don't be worried about what you don't see or feel. Worry about what you do feel and run with the ball of positivity at all times and continue your own individual spiritual evolution. The mass species part of it will come around. But each generation has its challenges and different things that go on. And we can tell you that it's highly likely that things will get better and that the spiritual evolution of the species will continue. Sometimes it has, you know, little little stops in motion, but we do think that will stop. Okay, our next question is coming from Elizabeth. One night I was sleeping at my boyfriend's house. I woke up and saw him standing in front of his open closet as if he was looking for something to wear. He then turned his head, glanced over at me, then went back to what he was looking for. 
I had to check the bed to make sure he was still there next to me, which he was. I don't understand what I saw. I wasn't dreaming. Hmm. Well, what you saw, dear, was evidence of an out-of-body experience that your partner was having. You have some very sensitive qualities about you, and you awakened, knowing that your partner was laying right next to you, but you did see him. He was having an out-of-body experience. He turned to look at you and realized you were seeing him, but in his out-of-body experience, he was on a task and a mission and didn't stop what he was doing. You weren't dreaming. You were observing somebody having an out-of-body experience. Not everybody can see that, so you are gifted that you can. Perhaps it will happen again, and maybe you can talk to him in out-of-body experience. It might be interesting. Hey, uh, Trevor would like to Are you aware of highly advanced civilizations that have failed on this planet before? If so, what were the main causes? There have been many highly advanced civilizations that have risen and fallen on this planet. It, the problem was usually greed and a seeking of power that was inappropriate. And a lot of times the greed put people into a space of not being able to take good care of themselves within it, and then the civilization falls. The main causes, and we can list them, were greed, not being aware of what they were doing, and the the striving for power over others within the reality is also a problem. So, yes, there have been many civilizations that have risen and fallen, and probably there will be more at some point. We're not so certain about the one you're in now. There's still hope for it to right the boat, so to speak. But this has happened many, many times, sometimes with a good outcome and sometimes without a good outcome. And our next question is from Jane. I find it so hard to meditate. Sitting so quietly, it's hard to stop my mind from racing. How can I overcome this obstacle? Well, traditional meditation, where you sit and you close your eyes and you get quiet and you, you know, calm the mind down, sometimes an individual finds that difficult to do. Meditation, traditional meditation, isn't for everyone. We would highly suggest if that's a problem for you, find another means to quiet yourself. Some people listen to music, and we'll say not music that has lyrics or words to it, but a melodic type of music that appeals to you um, to help calm you down. We would also say another form of meditation would be to take a walk in nature. There are many other ways to calm oneself, and it doesn't have to be where you sit and be very quiet and do the only thing. It's a moment where you calm yourself, and in that calmness, you connect to yourself, your higher self, your soul, and the universe. So whatever means you use to get there doesn't matter. Getting there is 
the reason you're doing it. So decide that if your traditional meditation isn't for you and you're not having much success with it, try the alternatives. Try music. Try the, the walk. Try all kinds of different things that could lead you to the same spot. You're all very different. All of you have a different sink into your energy, and there's no two of you that are exactly alive. So the individual election of methods is appropriate. Find the one that works for you. To be a successful meditator doesn't mean you have to do it traditionally. You can do it individually and personally, and it's just as good or better. Okay, Veronica, that was our last question. Um, if you'd like to take a break and come back, uh, that would be great. All right. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and you know, I always encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Um, you know, we'll try to get your question on the air. And thank you to everybody who did write in for this show. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Well, we think today we'd like to talk about kindness. We'd like to talk about how you react and act with other individuals in your culture. It is always important to realize that all of the people you see around you all have a subtext going on. I mean, they're talking and they're having conversations, but there is a mental dialogue going on in each one of you. And it's impossible to read someone's mind to know what's going on in that dialogue. So we'd say, perhaps leave the judgment of other people's experience aside and decide that you're going to treat everyone with kindness and not attack them, not judge them, not, you know, create an atmosphere of animosity to them because it's not exactly what you would do. We think learning to understand that there's a whole level of participation going on underneath where one has to be a bit careful not to wound or cause strife in someone who's already having a bad day, but they're just not showing it. Try every day to do one act of kindness. It could be as simple as opening the door for somebody who has packages and they still have that extra arm to open the door for themselves. Start by doing one small thing a day. And when you are participating with others, attempt to see beyond the, you know, the linear wall that they're presenting to you and try to intuitively go into their energy to see if there's another reason they're acting the way they are. Be kind. You don't know what people are going through. Try to be supportive. Try to be kind. And make an effort every day to practice kindness. In a world that's a little bit tumultuous, it's very needed at this time. So raise your awareness and look past yourself and attempt to intuitively understand that not everybody is having a wonderful day, even if they're acting like it. Decide to be kind. It is the best thing you can do for everyone, and that includes yourself. All right. Thank you, Veronica. As always, a great message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, bye-bye.